It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Stuart Varney. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. I'm John Saucier. Inspectors are now going into the massive nuclear power plant in Ukraine that has been in danger of damage or worse with fighting going on around the area. Can these inspectors actually do anything, though, to protect this plant? These are not soldiers. These are not members of the military. These are scientists who are going in to make sure that there are no radiation leaks and they're taking a big risk to do so. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. International inspectors and U.S. senators are showing up in Ukraine as this war rages into month number seven with no end in sight. The International Atomic Energy Agency Director General Rafael Grossi had this to say before they made the trip. My mission is a technical mission. It's a mission that seeks to prevent a nuclear accident um, and to preserve uh, this uh, important, the largest, the biggest nuclear power plant in Europe, in the whole of Europe, not only in Ukraine. So this is what we are concentrating on. A dangerous but necessary task. This has been something that the IAEA has been trying to do for six months now. So this is a major move. Our guest today is Fox News foreign correspondent Alex Hogan, who is still in Kiev, Ukraine. After weeks and weeks of negotiating to try to get in, they've managed to get to Zaporizhia. And they say that essentially the real work begins tomorrow on Thursday. They'll go into the facility and that's when they'll start the technical work of taking a look at all of the facilities that they say have been out of control for the last several months, especially since there's been intense fighting on the doorsteps of the facility. So one of the main concerns of paving the way to this path to getting into the facility was ensuring that it would be safe to do so. And early this morning, we met up with the IAEA here in Kiev before they left for the power plant. And I asked the director general, how do you ensure that safety? And he did say that they have received assurances both from Russia and from Ukraine that these experts will be able to get in there. That being said, at the same time, there still was shelling outside of the plant. So the IAEA say that they will be there for several days. They're not quite sure what they're going to walk into on Thursday, but they also say that not everyone will be coming home. This is news because they're announcing now that that means they'll probably try to keep people on the ground just given how severe this nuclear threat could be. That's a very interesting point right there. And like you said, news, something we didn't know about that director general. General Rafael Grossi, him and his team, did they seem apprehensive at all to you when you spoke with him, Alex, about them going into this dangerous area? 
They seemed really confident. They have been preparing for this again for months, trying to get to this place. Now they are finally here. I'm sure there are a lot of nerves, but they said that overall the drive went pretty smooth today. We actually did have sirens go off while they were driving down. Again, this is is a, a difficult thing to hear when you've been told by both governments that you will have safe passage. Still, there's sirens going off overhead. But they also said... A reason this is so notable is this is the very first time that the IAEA has gone specifically into a conflict zone. So it's a major development for, again, these are these are not soldiers. These are not members of the military. These are scientists who are going in to make sure that there are no radiation leaks. And they're taking a big risk to do so for the, basically the safety of the general population. Okay, they're taking this risk, but I want to know what exactly they're looking for. You just mentioned radiation leaks there, and we know that Ukrainian operators have still been working at this power plant, although Russia Mm -hmm. claims to be holding it right now. Besides measuring radiation levels maybe around the plant, what else might they be looking for, the inspectors? Well, they're going to be talking with employees. These are Ukrainian employees who have still been working in the plant under Russian occupation about what they've been doing on a day-to-day basis and some of the safety protocols that they say have been overlooked. And that's what they'll be looking at. They'll be monitoring the system and they call it functional work. So just ensuring that everything is up to date, that uh, protocols are being followed as much as possible. And if they aren't, putting in place plans so that they can improve the function of the power plant power plant as, as quickly as possible. Well, the International Atomic Energy Agency it is an arm of the United Nations, but I can't imagine that this agency actually has the authority to shut down fighting in the area. But then you tell me that they plan on leaving inspectors there at the plant. Do you think part of that is a strategy to deter possible future shelling of that plant or that area? Well, there's definitely been a push for that. We've seen more than 40 countries come out urging Russia to create a demilitarized zone around the plant. Now, Russia says just because they're letting members of the IAEA into the plant does not mean that there will be any creation whatsoever of this so-called demilitarized zone. But that's, of course, what the experts going in there are hoping for themselves. They've even said that once again today, that what is needed more than anything else is for there to be at least a peaceful area around this massive facility. So we'll see what happens in the days ahead. And that's actually something that I talked with about uh, to a couple senators who were here from the U.S. They, again, were just stressing the need for there to be these, this demilitarized zone. We're speaking today with Fox News foreign correspondent Alex Hogan. She's in Kiev, Ukraine, and actually spoke with both the inspectors from the International Atomic Energy Agency and U.S. senators. We'll continue the conversation straight ahead. Our guest today is Fox News foreign correspondent Alex Hogan. She spent the past few weeks in Kiev, Ukraine. She's still there, and she just mentioned a delegation of American lawmakers, including Senators Rob Portman and Amy Klobuchar. You said you spoke to these senators, Alex. Uh, What were they doing? What's the purpose of their trip? Yeah, so they came here to meet with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who after voiced his thanks for these two politicians to come here and show the U.S. support. They also took the time Time to go see some of the hardest hit areas in northern Ukraine. And we visited them to see some of these homes that have just been completely destroyed. Another area that we went to was the Hostomel Air Base, which is in 
the outskirts of the capital. And this is one of the places in the early days of the war that Russian troops descended, paratroopers came in trying to take over this airbase to eventually take the capital. And I talked with some of the troops who were there who were defending it in those early days. One of the troops says that there were only 120 Ukrainian service members and 300 Russian soldiers, and they managed to hold off the territory. That being said, not everything was saved. One of Ukraine's symbols of pride was the fact that they had the world's largest plane. Its name was Mria, which translates to the dream. And even though a lot of people around the world might not have heard about this, here in Ukraine, it's really quite a symbol of pride. There are uh, posters of this plane and it's on billboards, even in a shopping mall I saw of this massive plane that they had took such pride in. And that unfortunately was destroyed. That was something that the senators were able to see, talk with Ukrainian troops and just voice their support for what Ukrainian service members have been able to do in six months of defending their land. Let's hope we're still speaking again someday when Ukraine rebuilds that plane. That would really be a nice moment. All right, I want to talk about the war specifically and this Ukrainian counteroffensive that's been going on. Ukraine is claiming they're getting some gains against Russia. What are you hearing about the status of this counteroffensive and what specifically they're doing? Yeah, so early this week, Ukraine announced that it's trying to shift the gears as much as possible, specifically in the south near the town of Kherson. So what they're doing is they're trying to push back against Russian forces. And while we continually see this in the the last six months, Ukrainian forces have always been trying to defend their land. But this is slightly different because they're really taking tactical approaches and targeting Russian ammunition hubs and finding ways to cross the first line of defense into what's now been deemed Russian territory. So they say in the last couple of days that they have made gains, territorial gains, but as well as just overall successes, they've been blowing up or attempting to blow up Russian pontoon boats that have largely been used to carry military equipment across the river. So that has been what it claims as a major success. Still, Russia today is not going quite so far to agree with what Ukraine is saying. So we'll see where this goes in the days ahead. But so far, Ukraine is is taking a slightly different tone, saying that it's more hopeful than it has been in the past. Yeah, I think this news has to be taken as encouraging, especially if Ukraine is saying that. Let's hope that, uh, you know, it goes well for them because a lot of things in this war obviously have not. Alex Hogan, Fox News foreign correspondent reporting from Kiev, Ukraine. Thank you as always. And Alex, take care of yourself. Be safe. And thanks for being with us here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thanks, John. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.